Welcome to the Mom Docs Podcast. We are three chiropractors on a mission to empower moms and dads to intentionally choose health for their kids and families, to provide core principles to raise their families holistically, and to help parents take an active role in their family's health. Our goal is to provide families a philosophical approach to healthcare that steps away from the conventional and supports true health. Welcome back to the Mom Docs. Today, we felt like it was very important to get together and review this idea that it's okay for our kids to express symptoms. For the purpose of this show, we'll use words that I don't necessarily love using, um, like getting sick, but I just think for the purpose of navigating our way through this episode, we want to talk about this idea that it's okay for our kids to get sick. In our household, we call it express health or have symptoms versus getting sick because of the negative connotation around sickness and illness. But we think it's really important that in light of how crazy the world is has gone with COVID, that as moms, it really is, as moms and dads, it really is important for us to understand that we need to teach our children that developing symptoms, having a cold, having a flu, having a runny nose or fever or diarrhea, these are normal, completely safe in 99.9% of, of cases for children to experience and for us to experience. And in light of the world that we live in right now that I really believe is programming our children and us as, as adults to think that any sniffle or sneeze or fever makes us a vector of disease and likely to kill another human being, I think that there's a real danger in that. So I would love to spend some time with you ladies, my friends and fellow moms and fellow um, holistic doctors, really discussing this idea that getting sick is okay. Getting sick is normal. And beyond that, it's necessary. I think our children um, really needing to understand that. And for us to understand that a year ago, if our kids had a sniffle or fever or runny nose, heck, I sent like sent them to school, no questions asked. Didn't even, uh, of course, like if they're walking through the grocery store aisle and they sneeze, I'm not like quickly trying to hide them under my sweatshirt so we don't get shunned out of the grocery store. <laughs> and so I think this is a real, this is a real thing. And I, I, we can be lighthearted about it to a degree, but I also think there's a real seriousness when it comes to how we are programming our children to view this idea idea of normal childhood colds and fevers and flus and viruses. I think there's a real issue here. And I would love to just spend some time together talking about your perspectives and experiences on how things have really shifted over the last year in light of COVID. My biggest concern is how quickly um, we as a as a world have been programmed to view sickness in such a different way than we did one year ago. And like you said, I mean, every little sniffle, even sneezing at the grocery store, now it's like scary, you know, for some people to even leave their homes if they're, if they have like a runny nose and that's, and God forbid getting on a, on a plane like that, you know, wondering if you're going to be shamed if you sneeze or cough on a plane. Um, it's just, for me that that's the biggest 
concern is the programming that's happened. And it's almost like it's been this concerted effort. And now the mindset of parents has so dramatically shifted in how they view their kids in terms of health and sickness and disease and cold and flu. And do we need to rush them to a doctor and get tested every time, you know, they show a symptom of any kind? Like what kind of a world have we created in such a short amount of time? And that's really concerning. Well, and in my opinion, that fear has led to compliance. So somehow believe whatever conspiracy theories you want, but that narrative has been pushed hard enough and strong enough now that people are wearing masks. And as we know, the vaccine was just approved and the first doses are being rolled out. And because we've been conditioned to fear a fairly benign, in most cases, a fairly benign virus that for most people has very little effect on them beyond maybe a a severe cold or flu, that now we're being conditioned to think we need a completely experimental vaccine or we need to wear face coverings to leave our home. Really, that fear has crept in and it's led to some in my opinion, quite scary compliance. 100%. You look at, you know, you look at a year ago, like the flu hit hard around where we live last year. Like there was a lot of kids out of school and that same thought of, you know, right now kids, as soon as, and I've heard it, you know, um, you know, in our, our neighborhood and other families, you know, as soon as a kid has a symptom, even, even the child is saying, oh my gosh, do I have the coronavirus, right? And at the end of the day, again, like according to their numbers, 99% of people recover just fine, just like the flu, just like the common cold, you know, to throw us into this, oh my gosh, do I have this? We need to go get tested. And if you're positive now, you need to be quarantined. Like that whole mindset is is crazy. It's, it's like most other sicknesses. And I think, you know, again, think about a year ago, if your kid had symptoms, you wouldn't go, oh my gosh, is it this specific strain of the flu? I better go get them tested. I better take them right. to the doctor and see if it is. And even at that point, like that much is going to be different. You're going to go home. You're going to let them rest. You're going to support their system. And as soon as they feel better, it's back to, to life as normal. And something I've been thinking about, you know, as holistic doctors, um, you know, a lot of, we're often talking about like, how can we boost our immune system or we're teaching people, you know, how do you support your immune system to function at its best? But I think a very important point to think about there and recognize is that also does not mean that you're not supposed to get sick, Correct. you know, that we are like the, the, the holistic pediatrician that I'm connected with in our town. Um, like he tells parents, like he, you know, I've had conversations with him and like normal kids, they're supposed to get sick three to five times a year, you mm-hmm. know? So I think there's, there's two different things to consider is that, you know, if our children are, you know, you know, I, I've seen patients come in and the kids are chronically sick, right? Like they get sick far more often than the next kid. Then there's a checklist of things that we need to look at. Like, you know, are they getting enough rest? What does their diet look like? Are they drinking enough water? You know, is their body bombarded by sugar and inflammation because of a specific lifestyle? And hey, let's look at those things to clean those up and and boost their immune system or help their immune system have what it needs to function at its best. But that also doesn't mean that we're not designed to get sick. Totally, totally. So we have a couple main concepts that I think will give a bit of peace or security or maybe even just perspective around this idea that 
sickness in children. And I'll say, not that you can see, but sickness in quotes, because what I really mean is just an adaptation to their environment and an expression of health. But first concept here is that in the paradigm that we like to look at when we view and manage our health differently than, than convention is the idea that we like to honor symptoms. And we look at symptoms from our perspective, and I believe all three of us share the same perspective. We look at symptoms as a sign that the body is healing or that the body is warning us of something, and we honor symptoms. Our first thought when our children express a symptom is not what is wrong with my child, but instead what is right with my child. If my child is puking, my first, and it, and it is a bit of deprogramming because I, I wasn't raised this way. So I do have to suppress the, oh no, the, oh no, they're puking. And I have to consciously tell myself, thank goodness they're puking. And I will say it out loud to them. Thank goodness your body is doing the right thing. It is getting something that needs to come out, out. Same thing with the fever. It's not, oh no, what's wrong? They have a fever. It's thank God they have a fever because that fever is intentionally there to kill a virus or a bacteria. So thank goodness for that. And so this idea of honoring symptoms, I'd love to hear from you guys on sort of how that works in your family and how you navigate symptoms. And I think something that you said there that I think is huge for our listeners to, to take away is first checking ourselves and how are we, we reacting to our kids when they are expressing health. If it's at all, you know, if we're alarmed, then immediately they're going to be alarmed. You know, if, if our energy around, you know, expressing symptoms Im- immediately in our house is, you know, oh, mom, I have a runny nose or, oh, you know, I'm feeling hot. I have a fever or whatnot. Like always our immediate reaction is like, oh, that's good. Like your body is doing exactly what it's supposed to be doing right now, you know? So I know it's not fun. You know, that's the hard part. Like often these symptoms, they're not fun to deal with, you know, but when you look at what the body's doing, it's pretty amazing. Like if you have a a nasty productive cough, right. And you're hawking up a loogie or whatever you want to call it. Like it's not fun. It's not pleasant. It's not pretty. But when you think about what the body's doing, like it's not, it's thickening your mucus so that it can bind onto these you know, the, the bacteria or the virus, whatever it is, so that you can actually cough it out. You know, the fact that, um, you know, like if you get, um, you know, food poisoning, your body is so smart. It recognizes something that's in there isn't supposed to be in there. So you, you vomit, you know, again, that's not fun, but your body's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. Like your, your nose starts running because your body is flushing things out. So for us and our kids, like we just walk them through, at their level, like, what is your body doing? And it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. And I know it's not fun. So let's, let's, you know, support your body in the best way that we can. Let's take a hot shower. If you're, if you're stuffed up to loosen things up, you know, like let's support your body in doing that. Let's make sure you get lots of rest. And of course, you know, let's not send you to school because your body needs to um, have all of its energy to fight this off right now. I think the, the, and that's huge. That's pretty much the way it goes in our house with, in terms of talking about sickness and symptoms. Um, one of the things that has come up as my kids have gotten older and they've, you know, got friends now that don't necessarily live the same way that we do. Um, they have questions like, oh, well, you know, my, my friend Susie, got a stuffy nose and her mom gave her this like medicine that made her stuffy nose go away. You know, should we, can we get that too? Um, and I, it was like a really, Oh, that's interesting. Wow. Yeah. It was like a big, okay. Like 
that makes sense. Like if you have a symptom that's not fun and you want it to go away, here's this like magical thing that'll make it go away. And so that was a huge moment for us to just kind of really talk about how the body heals and what symptoms actually are. It's a sign of the body doing the right thing at the right time. Um, and we don't necessarily want to mess with that. We don't necessarily want to make that stuffy nose go away because why is the body doing that in the first place? It's, you know, to prevent further, whatever, further pathogens or bacteria or viruses from getting in while the body is trying to fight whatever it's trying to fight. Um, and that's just like one example. And so, you know, I, I got to talk to my daughters about how the majority of Americans live and that's treating symptoms because I really feel like this has become super evident in the last 10, 11 months is that the goal is now become, um, as a culture, the goal is now become to not get sick or to not get symptoms, mm -hmm. right? So, so honoring that, going back to what you both have said beautifully, is just supporting the body, knowing that it's doing the right thing. And no, we don't want to do something that's going to like counteract what the body is trying to do because we know how, how brilliant the body is. Well, and that brings us right to this second concept, which is with our children and even with ourselves, we're more interested in building a strong, robust body, a body that's able to adapt to its environment than we're interested in isolating and living in a bubble and living in fear. And I do see this. It's really, this is really pervasive with, with young families now is that it's this idea that we want to protect our children from their environment versus how do we build our children to be strong enough to withstand any environment? And specifically when it comes to having a healthy immune system, switching that mindset. Because newsflash, there are trillions of viruses and bacteria that live within our bodies, let alone what we encounter in the world. And good news is that we need them they're productive for us. They help us absorb different nutrients. They help us fight other uh, microbes. They help us fight cancer cells. Um, there's nutrients that we wouldn't be able to digest without them. So having a symbiotic relationship with viruses and bacteria is incredibly important for our immune systems and understanding that when we encounter them, they can, one, work for us, and then, two, make us stronger. So I think this idea of looking at our immune systems and our bodies in general, like muscles that we need to build up versus weak things that we need to isolate and protect is a really big component of the mindset that it comes to what we bring into our families and what we're really trying to push to our communities. Yes, that's so huge. And I, um, like your immune system, it is like a muscle, as you're saying, and it has to be, it has to be worked out, you know, to be strong. And something that we've really been talking a lot about, you know, with our kids, because everywhere you go, like you go to the grocery store and there's someone standing there sanitizing, you know, the grocery cart and, oh, that's a, a dirty one here. You need to use a clean one. You know, like a conversation I've been having a lot with our kids is like, we are not, we're not afraid of germs. Like germs are everywhere. And in fact, you cannot escape them. You know, in fact, they're designed to be here. We weren't created to live in a sanitized bubble. That's why we have an immune system in the first place. And I have found myself like everywhere we go, every interaction, birthday party, you know, that that's, it's everywhere. Like our kids are seeing it everywhere of, um, you know, you go somewhere and here's a, here's a clean pen, put your dirty pen here. Um, you know, you're seeing that even in schools. So again, recognizing that germs are everywhere and the idea of escaping them is, um, is impossible. And as you're saying, the best thing that we can do is, um, build strong bodies and, 
when our kids get sick, like that's necessary. Their immune system is learning how to recognize and fight off and build, you know, antigens and antibodies so that the next time this version of the flu or the, the cold comes around, their body's going to be more efficient and more effective at fighting it off. And you would much rather have that, have their bodies going through this training every single year compared to isolating them in a bubble, never taking them anywhere, only using sanitized things. And trying to if you're trying to prevent them from getting sick now, what you really should be fearful of is what happens when they do come into contact, you know, as, as they get older, if their immune system hasn't had this training, that's when it can really develop into like a bigger problem. Well, and that's when you look at autoimmune diseases. And even now we're seeing it in children, the incidences and cases of asthma and allergies and eczema and all of these indications of an improper immune response. We already saw them in children. We've seen them on the rise. Now, I know you guys, myself in the last 10 years in practice, it's it's getting worse. And that was pre-COVID and pre-over-sanitary over um, sanitation, which I think will be the next topic that we want to talk about, because I do think there is a real danger of living in an over sanitized world and the long-term effects that this will have one psychologically on our children of being fearful of germs. And, and let's just say even adults as well. Um, but to what this will do to a long-term immunity and the ability of a child to have a proper, healthy, fully functioning immune system when they have been isolated and um, and living really in an over-sanitized bubble. So I'd like to hear from you guys some of the concerns that you have with this over-sanitization. Over, I cannot say that word. <laughs> over-sanitization? Is that, is that the word? Or over-sanitizing? Well Anyhow, give me your perspectives on it. Yeah, I mean, there's the like obvious um, outcome, which is creating superbugs that we really have. Um, I don't want to speak this over us, but like you have a less of a, an ability to fight these superbugs. We have less immunity against them. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of data coming out now about that. I mean, most people have heard of MRSA. MRSA is a superbug that was created in hospitals that are over sanitized. Um, and that, can take someone out pretty quickly who doesn't already have a robust immune system. So looking at COVID, okay, so now the concern is, you know, even though most people do okay, there are the, there is the small percentage of the population that doesn't do okay because their immune systems are already compromised. But now because we're sanitizing to protect that small number of people, now we're creating another issue for those same people, that same group. We're over sanitizing and we're creating superbugs that could take that same group out. Um, so that's, that's my biggest concern. Well, and I think anytime we start interfering with nature, we have to expect a consequence. Like you take yep. man off the planet and the planet would probably thrive. Yeah. The more the more man yeah. and science and education and technology comes into it, not that not to say that there haven't been incredible advances that have made our lifestyle, you know, really, really um, superior to what it has been in the past, but there are consequences to over-engineering this world and what it's doing to the planet and what it will do to viruses and bacteria and our ability to survive on this planet. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, getting back to like constantly just reminding yourself, like God made us this way. Like he made us this way. We have, you know, an immune system to fight things off. 
and residing in that confidence and that faith, like, um, God made us this way. You have, you know, bacteria on your skin that actually in, in your gut that helps actually, um, your body to function well. It's actually, it helps to, um, compose some of your immune system itself, you know? So when we're rubbing antibacterial stuff all over our skin, we think that we're just killing the bad bugs, right? But we're also killing a lot of the good bugs. And that right, right there is what leads to, you know, antibiotic resistance and, you know, the over sanitized issues of, you're also introducing chemicals and you're breathing them in and we're wiping them on our skin. And that's actually breaking down the very system that God gave us, you know, to fight these things off. Super important for us to really figure out. So how do we navigate it and how do we offset it? And we did a whole episode, I forget what episode number it was, on how do we mitigate the effects of all of this over sanitization. <laughs> Still struggling with that word on this morning. Um, but how do we mitigate those effects? For us, it's as much as possible, we're getting our children outside barefoot, connecting with Mother Earth, being in nature, getting dirty, you know, being exposed to all sorts of different environments. When we can skip hand sanitizer, walking into a grocery store, we're skipping it. I have no issue when I go walk into a grocery store, I'll grab a cart that some, you know, inconsiderate person didn't put back into the cart stalls or bring back to the store that they just left in front of their parking spot. I'll grab that cart knowing, okay, at least it hasn't been really recently sprayed when we travel on airplanes. I put my children in long sleeves and pants and take their clothes off when we get home and wash them right away just to get some of the chemicals off. So there are things we can do to mitigate the effects. But I really think in terms of this episode, understanding, I, I really want to protect my children from thinking that they have to live in a sanitized environment to be able to survive. You know, Natalie, as you were talking about encountering this with your children and how do you navigate when there's the clean pen and the dirty pen and don't touch that cart, it hasn't been cleaned yet, or that's a dirty one. We've been working on um, with our children and I've been struggling because I caught myself in the beginning saying like, oh, that's so stupid. And then my children pick up and then they repeat when someone says, oh, would you like hand sanitizer? And I hear them say, oh, no, that's so stupid. Like, oh, shoot. No, that's not. So how we've been conditioning our children or script training them on how to respond is we now say to our kids, they just don't know how strong they are yet. They just don't know that they're strong enough. They don't know that they're stronger than a virus or a bacteria. And they just don't know yet. And so that's flipping the script to there's something wrong with them or they're um, silly or stupid in their line of thinking. It's that they're scared and they just don't know how strong they are yet. But when you look at the social programming and the conditioning, the whole stay at home, and and this will lead us into protecting our kids' minds right now, stay at home and keep everyone safe. Don't kiss on the lips. Um, Don't put your hands in your mouth or touch your face. Stay six six feet apart. Your germs can harm someone else. A germ can get you sick. You know, don't touch that grocery cart. It's dirty still. I think all of these little things are subtle cues that are being embedded into our children, which I do believe are leading to a culture of compliance that will be only worse with them if we do not intentionally speak truth over them in each of these scenarios. Absolutely. And something that's really helped us, you know, throughout the last nine months is, like making sure that you find like-minded families to be hanging out with right now, you know, that, um, you know, school is, is not normal. And, you know, even what, what our kids being taught, even at preschool, you know, right now it's that same, don't put your hands in your mouth. Your germs could harm somebody else. Like, 
you know, we found like really, really being focused on, you know, play dates and getting together with other families that are like-minded to us because it is important for our kids to be, you know, rolling around with other kids and, you know, sharing germs and, um, you know, showing infection and and learning and, um, just being around other kids to be able to play, you know, to be able to, to develop their imagination and, um, continue on with a, a normal life, you know, as we would call it. So that has really helped us, you know, through this time. So making sure you find that in, um, in your own town, in your own networks, uh, making sure that you're connecting with people that are like-minded and, um, you know, having conversations like this with your own friend group, you know, and with, um, you know, the families that you hang out with and really, um, what we found is important with that is getting our kids to be friends with other people that think the same way that we do to create a culture for them, um, as well. And I think when we shift that mindset and we, come into that place of understanding how strong we are. Um, And then we start living our life accordingly. So we know that we want to support the immune system. We go back to our previous episodes where, you know, we're teaching our kids, how can we support your immune system? How can we make sure that we're strong? You know, making sure that we're paying attention to what goes in our bodies. We're not eating a ton of sugary foods. We're eating food from the earth. Um, You know, and Sarah, you already kind of went through a lot of this, but really every decision that we make is casting a vote for our health and just being way more aware and intentional of how we're living our life so that we are strong and we can face anything. Well, and I think equipping our children with knowing why they're strong. So saying just what you said. So, and why are we not scared of germs? And why are we, do do we not have to live in fear? Well, because we, and my kids can recite it. We eat right. We get adjusted. We move our bodies and we, we think and say strong words about ourselves. So I think when we can give those tools to our children, it is one, I used to view it as like a gift. Like how great is it that children that grow up in a chiropractic lifestyle and in a holistic minded family get to live in, in freedom and they don't have to live in fear of sickness. And I see it now as not a gift, but a necessity and for a culture to continue to move forward and for there to be enough thriving adults 20 years from now to be able to be viable spouses, to continue to reproduce and fill, fill this planet and do all the things that we need to do this is a necessity that we really do look at shifting this perspective from fearing common childhood ailments and illnesses to understanding that this is about making sure that we're building strong enough children to be able to adapt to their environments and quote, survive this world. Um, And I really think it starts with um, honoring the way that we're speaking to our children and protecting their mindset. So we hope that this episode was a blessing to you and your family and you're leaving today with some tools on how to talk to your children about the common colds and flus as we approach this quote cold and flu season um, and that you leave today empowered. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us today on the mom docs podcast. If you enjoyed listening to the show, the greatest compliment you can give is to share this with others and leave us a review on iTunes by subscribing to our podcast. You'll never miss an episode. We'll see you next time.